much better. Let's hear it for your next improv team. Adjusting my sweater. I'm always doing it. Boo. Hi, everybody. My name's Ann. And my name's John. And this is John, John and Ann's Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. We haven't done this in a little bit. Yeah, we did. A, we took a little break. We little took break. a little break to rest up for WrestleMania. It was a big weekend for wrestling. It was the biggest weekend for wrestling. The, yeah, the one. The one we wait for all year. Yeah, I mean, technically, you know, for right now, anyway, it's the biggest weekend for wrestling. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the future might hold. Uh, it certainly started off on a high note, huh? Yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, like, I would say that the rest, the whole weekend went like this. It was like this. It was like up here. And then, and then you know, oh. And then oh, I'm a little tired. And then and then and then it was like this. Yeah, it was like. Then it came crashing down. It was even like it was just climbing, climbing, climbing. Everything was like, getting better. I felt really yeah. good. And then even WrestleMania was like, oh yeah, this is really good still. And then the second night starts a little bit. It's off to a weird start. Yeah. Which I feel like is what they've done all three years that they've done it. The live WrestleMania is on two nights. The first night always feels really fun. And then the second night, like, starts off weird. Mm-hmm. Like, the ho- two years ago was the Hogan, like, the Hulk Hogan, Titus O'Neil pirate thing. And you're like, oh, no. Mm. And then they had the w- it, the first match on that show was Randy Orton versus The Fiend, which ended uh, with Alexa Bliss, like, h- tricking The Fiend or hitting him with a giant jack-in-the-box or something. Mm-hmm. And that was the first match on the card. And the crowd was so mad. <laughs> And it was just like, why would you? First of all, he shouldn't have lost. Second of all, why would you start with yeah. this? Um, they had like a U.S. title match with Sheamus and Matt Riddle on that same show, and it's like, just do that mm-hmm. for. Or they, they had like a tag team title match, like do something like that first. Um, and then last year, I remember it starting off kind of weird, or it was like maybe fine, but then the main event was really disappointing. But mm-hmm. this year, it just it started off with Brock Lesnar and Omos, and it was just like, this isn't as fun. And no, then it wasn't fun at all. And it was a big reminder of how terrified we all were going into this mania because of how weird all the like reporting was leading up to it with like yeah. Bray Wyatt just like disappearing. Yeah, I wonder if his uh, demons gave him some sort of an omen <laughs> about what was to come. Something that we, was very obvious to all of us, but we just are foolish sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, was, it started off really good. A lot of really great indie shows. Uh, Ring of Honor had a great pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, with some disappointing, heartbreaking uh, losses at it. Uh, and then WWE uh, one-upped them with a heartbreaking loss at the end. Boy, why? Everything we thought we knew last week, <laughs> out the window. When Just when you think you've got all the answers, Vince fires the questions. <laughs> we... <laughs> We truly live in such a a really, like, crazy time right now. Like, we're living through history at this mm-hmm. moment. Like, the WWE, for those of you who haven't heard, was, uh, well, it's merging. Yeah, they didn't sell That's Even every aspect of this has been a lie because mm-hmm. they didn't even sell it. They merged with UFC. Mm-hmm. So, or, you know, with Endeavor. En- Endeavor? Endeavor. Well, Endeavor. Um, the buzz on the street slash Twitter slash Several podcasts I've listened to. Slash Streets. Streeter. Is like um, that Vince wanted to sell it to Ari Emanuel because they're friends. Yeah, exactly. Well, the whole thing is like, you know, he. So like Endeavor's not putting up any money for this deal. It's all stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, it's literally just like everything he's done was like, oh, I'm going to retire. And then like that was a lie. And then he came back. He like forced his way back in the companies like so I can facilitate a sale. It's going to be beneficial for everybody. And then it wasn't really a, a sale, mm-hmm. and it was only beneficial to him because he found one guy who would be like, oh, you know, I want to retire, but Ari doesn't want me to retire. You know, yeah. he wants me to be here. You know, so he's trying to take responsibility off of himself for everything while mm-hmm. still doing everything he wants. Um, he also looks absolutely insane now, and it's so funny because you can just tell everybody's like, what is going on with he this looks guy? Like he's gonna, he, he looks like what I hoped, which was that he was going to come back to play his own evil twin. He does. He does look I like I was an ready evil twin. for him to be like his evil twin in a, in a storyline and like pop up and pr- insist he's someone completely different. Like Ezekiel Elias kind of stuff. Can you imagine the evil version of Vince McMahon? 
I mean, it's literally got to be just a murderer. I don't even know. Evil Virgin Vince McMahon sells WWE to UFC. I mean, yeah, he's... uh, it's also like so many people and are going to be... he's got the real Vince tied up in a closet somewhere. That's fine. He can stay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny because it's like every single bad thing about this guy is true. Um, he's poison in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, like I've never met this guy, but he's clearly terrible and he's very manipulative. Mm-hmm. So he can do... And I've met people like that before many times where they can make you feel... They make you feel bad for criticizing them or for noticing their flaws, mm-hmm. and then they take you, and then they get you know they make sure that you're like, you like okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, can you not talk about me like I'm not here? It's just I've met people like this before. It's like if, if I'm you, right here. I I need. I'm right here. I need help. I can see you. I need I'm help. I'm looking at you. So we're back. Um, hi everybody. Hi. Uh, no, but I mean like so. Cody Rhodes lost to Roman Reigns this weekend, in case you have been under a rock and didn't see that yet. Um, yeah, get out. In the main event of WrestleMania. That's what we were talking about. And it felt like, would you say it felt like a betrayal, John? Um, yes, but it also felt like uh, what we all should have expected. I, It really felt like this time was different. I know we've been saying all week, that, or not all week, but for the last like two days, the bloodline stuff has had like clear story beats and they followed a story mm-hmm. and it's like more so than almost ever in WWE. There's been a clear story. So at first when Cody lost, I was ready to like sort of believe that there was a purpose to it. Cause like new Japan does stuff like that all the time. They'll build somebody up like Kota Ibushi wins the G1 climax. It's a big, it's a very like intense tournament, mm-hmm. you know, and we're wondering like, Where's it go from here? It looks like he's going to win the title at Wrestle Kingdom. He doesn't. And then he's got to like struggle for the rest of the year, win the G1 again, and then get another title shot. And then he wins and it's satisfying. I don't trust that that's what's happening here. I think that Cody was just another like very well built up challenger in the way that Drew McIntyre was and the way that Sami Zayn was. And then it's just over now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know a lot of people are trying to have hope. I tried for like one day to have hope, especially with Vince McMahon back. There's no hope. There's no plan. The plans are gone. Yeah. Plans are over. Cody Rhodes could be bringing back the 24 seven. I mean, I feel like you week. held on to hope until we watched raw. Yeah. Which I am sorry that I said that word without warning you that I was going to say it. I know it's a triggering <laughs> sentence. Raw is back, baby. When I tell you that raw is back, someone watched this show this three-hour show, and tell me what happened. I still can't believe Can t- I watched it. Like, every time I try to remember something from it, I'm like, oh, right, that was a show that we watched last yeah. night, and not just, like, a weird series of YouTube clips. Like It wasn't <laughs> even a series of YouTube clips. It's like, what would you watch on YouTube from that show? <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out and stands in the ring while people sing his song and then is gone after the commercial break. That was so weird. Because there were so many things that happened on Raw where I was like, Oh right, Wh- what happened with that? Like we saw them come out and then they disappeared. Like yeah. Rhea and Seth. Seth Rollins' and segment was apparently cut during the commercial break. Yeah. And there's a video of him <laughs> from the crowd. Video of him like arguing with the people. Yeah. Because Vince was making changes all night. Because in the morning Vince said on uh, was it CNBC or whatever uh-huh. he said I am not going to be in the weeds with creative anymore. I'm done with that. I can't. I want to do it, but I can't. I got to you know work on the big picture stuff couple hours later less than 12 hours later takes over the whole show rewrites everything and you can tell it's not just like if you watch that show nothing happens (laughs) nothing happens on that show i love that you're giving this directly to camera so it can be like a manifesto the first (laughs) nothing i mean truly if it was ever going to happen this is why this is what would drive me over the edge nothing (laughs) happened the thing like the opening of that show was triple h coming out this is all you needed to see was that opening to know it's over. Every, oh, yeah. Any hope is dead. Triple H is going to come out and make a big announcement. Bait and switch. Classic WWE. He comes out. They only tell you Triple H is going to be there to make an announcement to say, like, hey, there's going to be something important, and Triple H is going to be here. Triple H does come out to get people, to trick people into watching it, says absolutely nothing for, like, wow. 10 minutes. He thanks the fans and whatever, and that's fine. No announcement. All he does is introduce Roman Reigns. Before he does that, he says, WWE isn't changing. 
and it was like, here's a clear red flag. Classic uh, bait and switch by them. Nothing actually happens in it. Like, there's nothing, there's no substance to it. No. And they'll never change. He's letting you know. Yeah. It was almost like he was uh, crying for help, honestly. Yeah, or like issuing a threat. Um, yeah, we'll never I, change. I, it was funny because the minute we were like halfway through that and it kind of became obvious he wasn't actually like announcing anything mm-hmm. important, I got this feeling that I get only when I watch WWE. Um, and it's like an excited, like sickening. It's like it's like an excited dread because they they do a good job of like making you think something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like oh boy, Triple H is going to talk or oh boy, you know, here comes Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. or something. And, but you know that it like, it, there's not going to be a there's, payoff. There's so it's ne- like, it's like your body has a, a physical response to it. That's like excitement and keeps you locked on. But like the, the whole time, the other half of your brain is like, what are you doing? The, like, stop. There's <laughs> nothing. There's no, I was going to say it's like eating candy when you know you're like excited to yeah. eat it and there's kind of a rush and it's sort of good, but then yeah. there's like nothing to Like you didn't, you right. didn't get any nutrition. But, this is like but at least candy t- tastes good. And also like eating candy when you're like in your late thirties and you know what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. I just finished a packet of gummy bears. I don't know why I'm, why did you admit that? I, uh, <laughs> but like, Nobody ever had it. But like, really, it's just like you have all the more dread about it because you're like, I know exactly what this is doing to me. <laughs> They're just, it's classic Vince McMahon-led Raw, especially. Nothing happens. Nothing ever happens. And if anything does happen, it doesn't matter later. Nope. So it's just back to being pure nihilism. Three hours, and all we got out of it was Dom is going to fight Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. That was, yeah, that. That's it. And then Brock Lesnar turning on Cody Rhodes, I guess, is the only other thing. Can we talk about what, like... I don't want to. Is there... No, no. I just have a question for you, because I actually didn't watch it. You did. I went to bed. Yeah, I fell asleep Um, for most of it, but I did wake (laughs) up just before. I... But did they ever... Because they they did go out of their way to justify why Brock would want to challenge Roman. Like, they said, like, oh, he can't you know, challenge you any other way. You know, he wants to get at you and this is it. And he, you know, he has nothing to lose. Yeah, he's lost his ability to get a title shot from his last loss. So they go to the trouble to do that. Have they ever done anything ever to set up why Brock would hate Cody? Uh, Enough to do that No, 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 absolutely not. No, they've (laughs) never, they've never, I don't even think they've ever, they've ever interacted. Yeah. Like, I don't think, because Cody was there. I mean, Cody was there for Brock's like first four years back. Mm-hmm. or so and i don't think they ever crossed paths in any way because brock was very much like he just wouldn't be i mean he's the yeah. same as he is now he just wouldn't be there for months and he would come back and he'd fight yeah like a big main event there's guy. like a reason for him to want to fight roman there's no reason for him to want to turn on cody no and i don't imagine we'll get one uh, or if they they might try but it won't be very good uh <laughs> and it won't and they won't and the thing is they don't care or vince doesn't care because he doesn't have any respect for the audience and he doesn't think that there needs to be a reason because mm-hmm. you'll just watch it anyway uh i think a, a lot of the reason why it feels like nothing happens is because they, vince has trouble making decisions weirdly mm-hmm. about like creative stuff and he changes his mind a lot and also i think i noticed from watching a lot of raw uh, a couple of years ago like every week is that if nothing happens they can spread a few things out over months. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do a lot of times is they'll just like, sometimes they will do a story beat, mm-hmm. but then for the next five weeks on raw, they'll just do the same story beat. Mm-hmm. So if somebody beats somebody, they'll just either have that happen a couple times yeah. or they'll trade wins and losses back and forth. So like, they don't really have to like think of anything new, you know? And so they just, I just can't believe like some people, a big criticism was in the first, what hour of raw, there was seven minutes of wrestling commercial free. There were yeah. no commercials. Yeah. So there's an hour of wrestling. So it was an hour of people coming out to music and talking. Yeah. And, and also, they're not saying anything. So it's not like, you know, he, okay, so this is actually my point. So some people, a lot of people have been critical of this. I kind of didn't even really think of this point. Uh, and But I see other people being like, oh, well, who cares? You know, it's not about, like, the in-ring wrestling all the time. You know, there's other stuff. And it's like, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. That can that can be correct. That can be a correct take. That's a type of wrestling that can be valid if we're focusing on story and yeah. build and I love promos story and, and, build. And, and emotion and, and connecting. I love entrances. Yeah. I love promos. I love story. I love all that That's stuff. That's mainly why I watch this stuff. I, I love all that stuff, you know. Uh, but what 
of that happened during Raw, during that first hour. There it, wasn't wrestling, but there also wasn't any story. So I don't know what anybody is clinging to also, at this point that they're saying, like, oh, it's a story. But, like, what story? Yeah. What story? Not, no, there was no story. <laughs> nothing happened. Like, yeah. I, truly nothing happened. I'm sorry, but Cody Rhodes no, comes okay. out there, and he tried so hard uh, to have passion for this bullshit nothing promo that he did. Where he's like, I'm not in a good mood. I'm not in a normal mood. I mean, he was like trying so hard yeah. to make it matter. And there just, there wasn't anything there to matter. You no, know? there wasn't. No. I was complaining about this all weekend, actually, with WrestleMania. But even the entrances weren't that interesting. Like, the when I watch WrestleMania entrances, like, I will YouTube so-and-so's WrestleMania entrance. Because usually that entrance is, like, the entrance they've envisioned like since childhood to do you know like it's cool mm-hmm. it's like they got extras they got like bianca belair had a dance team yeah that was like great. that was really cool um seth rollins had a weird composer but like most people's entrances this year were just like who cares yeah like nothing like there were so few like like aside from the bianca belair entrance and the Roman Reigns piano like had like six pianos out there, which was kind of cool. But a lot of the entrances were like that, where they would have like one weird thing, and then it would just be that. It'd be like, oh, cool, he's got like six pianos on the stage there. I wonder like what's gonna happen. And then it was like nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. There's six people who may or may not be playing piano. When he walks out, they're not. They're just standing there. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it's very and indicative like, of. And then they kept cutting away because they had this big set that they built that they were clearly very proud of, but they would cut away to show the whole set in the arena and the wrestler would be this big on the screen, you know, in this huge arena. And yeah. it just looked s- silly to me. Like, and they just, it's, I mean, it's classic WWE again. It's like, we built this really nice expensive thing that looks really high quality. It looks really good. And we don't do anything with it. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing to it. Remember what happened with the, the, the women's champions last night? The un- now undefeated at WrestleMania and who's had the yeah. title for a year, Bianca Belair. Yeah. The brand new SmackDown I was Women's excited. Champion, when she, Rhea when Ra- Ripley. When Rhea came out, I was really excited. Yeah, but you shouldn't be because nothing's <laughs> going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Bianca Belair came out, said basically nothing. Do you know how many people thanked the fans last night? Mm-hmm. It was at least like four people Sam, came out uh, and just uh, said, John, thanks. The WWE Universe. Yeah, that's true. Thanks to all of you. You know, and it's like, like every quarter hour somebody came out and did that because there was no promo. They didn't have anything to say. They didn't have anything to build to. So what else could they say? And so then Rhea Ripley comes out while Bianca's doing her nothing promo or she maybe says, says like, I want to fight somebody else or whatever. And, and we then think they're going to unify the women's title. Yeah, or, you know, they're going to have some kind of crazy Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair is yeah. going to be the Roman reigns of, of, yeah. of the women's division. Be, but oh. no, but no, Rhea Ripley comes out, and this is another classic thing they do in WWE, where she's like, wouldn't this be fun? And that's like almost what she says exactly. She's like, it wouldn't be fun if we do, if we have a, you yeah. know, if we do a, a match someday. Yeah, this is the second time, by the way, that someday. they've done that exact wouldn't this be fun thing with Rhea yeah. in the last, like the last time I saw it was when mm-hmm. she had a stare down with Becky Lynch in like December. So like, this is the second time I've seen her, like them make her like yeah. tease a match that's like, not at all and that's kind of fine because that's not the focus of the thing no so that was just like a cool moment like ooh, it's like a little easter egg this but it it gets frustrating when these things never come to fruition and they're just like wouldn't wouldn't this be fun and you're like yes it would please show me it and they're like no no you'll watch anyway because (laughs) they don't want to sell you a product this is Mm -hmm. a very i mean this is a this is a criticism I have with like capitalism in general. A lot of companies, they yeah. don't care about selling you a product or a quality product, or they don't care about the product they sell. They just want to sell stuff. Yeah. They just want to make money. It's, they just want you to watch. About, they just want you to watch. Exactly. So they just want to like sell advertising. They just want to convince you to stick around to watch and absorb Cinnamon Toast Crunch ads. And, so they trick you. And Mike's Harder Like Limited. the tag yeah. match on Raw. Yeah. To- it was a trick. It was a tr- No, yeah, exactly. It, it was, was a, a trick. Cl- again, very classic bait and switch WWE. <laughs> it was an old they, carny trick. They set up uh they set up a match for 2 hours. Actually, 3 hours because it was at the beginning of the fr- Oh yeah. Th- three for two hours. And a half hours. It was the first thing they said Give to them the us. the benefit of the doubt. Two and a half hours. First promise they made to the audience was every, that this match would happen. Every match, every time we come back from a commercial, they mention that this match is going to happen. First time Brock Lesnar has wrestled on Raw in years. First time Roman Reigns has wrestled on Raw in forever gonna happen you do this match they do the entrances brock immediately turns on cody rhodes for no reason beats him down for 10 minutes and it's very clearly vince going like you see this guy do you like this guy did you do you like this guy oh yeah well 
fuck you. I is mean, it's the, like, is this your king? Says Vince yeah. McMahon. <laughs> is this your is king? It, and then Cody, you yeah. know, look, Cody made the decision to go there. I, you know, like I feel bad because I love him and I was very like WrestleMania overall was a very good show. I mean, the, mm-hmm. night one was great. And then night yeah. two was mostly really good. And the crowd was great the whole time. It's just like, I tried to be like, yeah, I can see like Cody going on a hero's journey. He hasn't had any actual obstacles basically other than mm-hmm. the injury. He's won all his matches since his return. He won the Royal rumble at number 30. Like I can see this being like, this is, you know, he's got to climb back up the mountain. Basically mm-hmm. he's got to like do the hero's journey. Uh, and then like the slow disillusion and destruction of the bloodline is kind of cool. Like Roman's not just going to immediately lose. He's going to like have to fumble a little bit. Like there's going to be more crumbling, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's, what's going to happen. Um, especially not with Vince back. And I think that Cody moment was so special that it's like, it just was the perfect. It's, I keep coming back to like, what if stone cold Steve Austin lost to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14? Cause that was a big star making thing. And that was where the attitude era like really kicked into like high gear. And that mm-hmm. became, that was the, that was like really the kickoff of their biggest boom period ever was when Steve Austin became champion. And it's just, this is like if Steve Austin had lost that match and then the next night on raw, they still tried to be like, Hey, Austin's cool though. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what they did. This is exactly what they did with John Cena for like 10 years. He would beat everybody, mm-hmm. but then they would keep trying to sell you the people he beat. Like they're cool badasses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they lost. And they not only did they lose, they lost very badly and are humiliated and they'd have to lose to him like three times and it was awful. And you know what? I it's it's it's, it's just I'm glad it happened because now I don't have to worry about it anymore. I just wanted I don't care about WWE. I just wanted the people that I like that are there yeah. to do well. And I wanted it to continue to be a viable option for wrestlers to go to, to have fulfilling careers. Yeah. It's okay if it's like a specific style of WWE wrestling, as long as they could like have fulfilling creative careers and they're like safe and making money for their families and themselves. It's like Mm -hmm. just, that's all I wanted. It was, it was an option. So that everybody doesn't have to like cram into AEW or whatever, you know? And it's just, it's just not that that's not what it is. You have to just, if you're going to go to WWE, you just have to accept you're retiring from wrestling and you're just going into this, and like like the circus for with that's just lights and sounds and you just have to be okay with it and it might be fun sometimes but it's just mostly gonna be bad yeah like if i see rhea ripley in a mountain dew ad that's fine but i want to see her in a mountain dew ad and think oh this is an interesting change of pace yeah not oh this is the most i got i've gotten to hear her talk today or you know like like <laughs> i mean it's truly <laughs> and also by the way charlotte is now going on hiatus again so mm-hmm. i mean I, good for her. I mean, she got her face slammed in the mat several times. So, I mean, she could have a broken nose or something anyway. But, you know, it is funny that I hope she doesn't just, like, come back and immediately win the title. But that seems like probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, eh, well. I mean, at least she's not there for a while. It was a fun, brief um, whirlwind of, of magic. This past it was, you know, Triple H tried. And it wasn't even, like, the greatest show outside. The Bloodline stuff was great. But, like, it wasn't. It, it just was, you know, it was just nice that it was coherent, you yeah. know, and now it's just back to, and it's just nothing. I mean, again, Raw, just I truly nothing happened. So even if your whole thing is like, I don't, it's not just about the matches, it's about like the stories and, and the moments and stuff. And it's like, cool, they had a story. They had a moment. They squandered the moment with Cody at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if people think that because Roman is not, he's not going to lose yeah. till uh, next year. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no way. Are you Maybe the American Nightmare wins in the birthplace of liberty isn't that what they call philadelphia is that yeah. A thing? yeah so maybe he wins in philadelphia that would be cool will that happen i would have imagined no it's not yeah, gonna happen maybe no. austin theory will win i think i feel at, like at any, wrestlemania 40 any but idea you have that you're like that would be so cool is something they are never gonna do yeah so try not to have those but they're thoughts. gonna make you think they would do it yeah they love to make you think that they would do it and then they just do whatever they want yeah uh and i like the roman reigns character and title reign i wasn't even sick of it it just felt like that was the time to mm-hmm. end it and especially like we cost Sami Zayn the thing because it's like cody's gonna win it but cody made sense but the only positive thing that i can maybe see out of this is that i know that some people maybe especially people that might have been newer to wrestling and haven't been there for cody's like whole journey um might have felt sick of cody or like they were shoving him down our throats or he did mm-hmm. and maybe now people can see him as sort of an underdog again mm-hmm. um because he is you know i mean yeah. it's just even though he's like seems like he's, i mean he's still gonna get to be prominent cool baby face and do some fun stuff a uh, brock lesnar versus cody Ray cody reigns cody rhodes could definitely be a great match you know if cody beats him it'll be a big deal but yeah uh, who cares because it's not there's not gonna ever be a follow-through 
So maybe Cody will still win the titles at some point, but that cool WrestleMania moment where the whole crowd was with him yeah. is gone. So maybe he wins it next year. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Um, I don't think he will. Boy, the indie scene, how, how's, it, how's it going? Oh, you're asking me the questions. I'm asking you. Asking me about the indie scene, eh? That's because I am an expert on the indie scene. You watched more <laughs> indie wrestling than I did this I weekend. I did. Shockingly. I watched a lot of indie wrestling yeah, this weekend. You and like I was three full shows. And I was all over Twitter this weekend taking in all the tweets. And I saw a number of tweets. Someone did a whole thread. Um, I'm not going to name them because, I don't know, I don't want to be petty. But, like, they did a whole thread about how the indie scene seems to be in a down cycle. Because, well, they didn't quite give very good, like, evidence of this i was kind of confused by it yeah, it seemed like kind of just um, an emotional rant the way you're describing it yeah well it just a lot of like you and i both have been in the comedy scene in new york for a while yeah. and like a lot of it sounded like the kind of complaints that exist in any scene about said scene like every so industry. and so you know people aren't getting enough bookings for newer talent which is always a problem like in every industry it's harder for newer people because you know if you've got a lot of people who are talented in a scene and the scene is hopping yeah it's going to be harder when you're newer because there's so many experienced good people in it you know yeah and if you don't have like the connections and you're not already a proven commodity it's really hard and if you're a booker you're going to book the people who are proven draws first you know so if there's a lot of those people running around um it's going to be harder for newer people you're not going to see a lot of different people because you're going to see a lot of the same people booked which i do like i watch gcw so i see a lot of the same people (laughs) over and over again i mean yeah but i don't you know and i I understand getting kind of sick of it because especially when you like you know me like i watched like three gcw shows this weekend yeah i saw a lot of the same people and i could see if you watched like all six or whatever however many gcw shows there were this weekend i think there were like at least six if not uh, more Um, effie there was a lucha show right uh, Joey Janela, for the culture, right? Big Gay Brunch, Bloodsport, Bloodsport. Wait, I'm not counting from one. Sorry. No, you really counted like up to seven. Well, because I thought I was counting the ones that you mentioned yeah, yeah. already. Should we try to name them all? <laughs> uh, Bloodsport, Bloodsport. Um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Effie's Big Gay Brunch for the culture. For the culture. Joey Janela Spring Break. Joey Janela Spring Break. Lucha. Uh, the Lucha Show. The World on Lucha. Oh, I the think. World on Lucha is what it's called. Yeah. That's all um, I got. They had an Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame show that was right, like yeah. a ceremony show. They had, oh God, there was another, there were a couple others, I thought. All right, well, whatever. We got to six, which was the number I originally yeah. guessed. So there you go. Ring of Honor um, also had a great pay-per-view. Yeah, but I watched like, uh, I watched about half of those. Um, and, you know, I did I did see the same people over and over again. And I bet, I bet if you watched all six of them, you might be kind of coming out of it going, oh, but it's like, it's, you know, that's one promotion. You're, yeah. And um, and I'm also I'm excited when I see the same people because I'm like, good for them. They got another job. Yeah. I mean, like, what like is <laughs> yeah, what is the, uh, you know, like I, I don't want to not I don't want to like, you know, I'm a fan of Billy Starks. And whenever I see her get booked on something, I'm, I'm really excited. Like she was on the Tokyo Joshi show. And uh, and I was I loved that. I was really excited. And so was Max the Impaler, who we'd seen at House of Yeah, Glory. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I love that personally. Yeah, they. I mean, I think uh, indie wrestling is in like one of its biggest boom periods of all time. I do too. And I think it was funny because one of the things they mentioned as being in a down period is streaming is too widely available and it should be special. And it's like, uh, no, I think the streaming is actually how it continues to grow. And it, if it's actually it makes it easier for people to watch it because not everybody can get mm-hmm. that indie wrestling. They're not going to come to places all the time that don't have yeah. a lot of people. Um, so like if there's not a place for them to go to draw a crowd, then the only way you can really watch it is streaming and the streaming options make it more accessible and it's only going to make it grow. It's not going to make yeah. it because especially like GCW is on fight plus so they can like most of those shows are like, you know, five bucks a month. Yeah. So and I spend $50 on a pay-per-view, which a, 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 a backlash is probably yeah. about to be a hundred dollars for a pay-per-view <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, UFC, all these pay- peacocks going to, that's, gonna, that's all going to go away. All He's these UFC grieving. is also a terrible evil yeah. corporation and they treat their fighters horribly. I'm pretty I sure. Know. So, um, well, anyway, I watched a lot of good GCW shows. I thought I think the scene's doing well. Um, all the shows we've been to in the last few months have been sold out or near sold out. I want to say the local shows that we've been yeah, to. even House of Glory, like which yeah. is not a super small but, I also, but it's oh, not a very big one either. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but I also think that streaming is good for the indies because they can they can carry a story. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not true. That, not that they like try to do that so hard because I think they appreciate that not everybody's going to be keeping up with it that yeah, yeah. closely. But if they wanted to, they could. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, well, they have like feuds and stuff, and it, yeah. it's just you know it, it does help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of the lore of the indie show is just to go and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it definitely does help that they can do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, even there was like a T.J. Perkins interview or something, and he said like one of the one of his favorite. Some of his favorite uh, promotions to wrestle for were like small, were like really small indie promotions that mm-hmm. were like always in the same place, kind of like a House of Glory, so that you could, even though House of Glory is kind of a big version of that, mm-hmm. because then you would get like repeat uh, audience, so then yeah. you could like carry on feuds and stuff. Right. Uh, Which House of like, Glory does. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, there is, I'm sure, like when you're on the indies, it's like you're working for a bunch of promotions you just go in and do your match and right. that's it you can't really like sink into a storyline in yeah. a lot of places unless it's something you can wrap up on the show yeah exactly like blake christian is in roh and gcw and he's a totally different person in each mm-hmm. one so it's like he's you know yeah but in gcw he's a heel he's yeah and in, in roh he's all heart blake christian and in gcw he's all farts paul blart <laughs> um well i'm excited because we'll be able to cleanse all this ickiness off of us this tomorrow or today if you're watching this on wednesday because it's wednesday in the world where this is wednesday online, you know what that means will be a dynamite aw dynamite god it, it's like the cody thing would have felt so i kept thinking i was like man if this happened like in 2010 before ec or ec before AEW, it would have been so much harder to deal with the cody mm-hmm. loss but now i'm just like i mean that does suck i'm heartbroken but also AEW, who care, like who really cares? I yeah. AEW makes me so happy when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Even like it's got its flaws and everything, but like so does everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's the 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 good absolutely outweighs the flaws for me. If you don't like it, uh, go to hell. I don't care if you don't yeah. like it. I mean that's totally fine. Uh, but make sure you actually don't like it and <laughs> aren't just like trying to troll and be contrarian because I feel like a lot of the people that are super critical of AEW are just doing that. They just want so desperately to be mm. like have their own separate personality and opinion, and it's like you can just mm. like it, or if you don't, just don't make sure that that's actually the truth, and you're not just trying to fight. Uh, but yeah. they, uh, but yeah, we're going to dynamite. Dynamite's going to be great. We're going to dynamite. Dynamite's going to be a great. Uh, it's like a pay per view level card. I know it's going to be a great card. I'm really excited. Commander's going to be there. Yeah, Commander versus uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, the FTR is putting mm-hmm. their AEW careers on the line. Jamie Hader versus Riho. <laughs> FTR are definitely like now trying to be like, because they've been absolutely like having one foot out the door for like mm. a couple of months. So I'm sure they're uh, redrafting their AEW contracts now after watching Raw. Oh yeah. Um. So, but yeah, they're gonna. That's gonna be great. Jamie Hader versus Riho is gonna be a fantastic match. I'm very excited. Um. I'm um, very excited about and that. And it's MJF one. Day. It's MJF Day. He, I can't wait to hear him shit on Cody. I know. I'm very uh, excited. I mean, he might actually, what's funny, what'll be funnier actually, and he might actually do as a bigger heel move than shitting on Cody is touting the success of WrestleMania, mm. which I could see him doing something like that and being like, that was the biggest weekend, you know, because he loves acting like WWE yeah. is his home. Well, maybe, maybe he'll say something about UFC. That'd be funny. He might, he might I do something I feel like, like he'll probably do a refi- this is how excited we are about MJF as an artist, which, by the way, I got to say this now. Um, we, we talked about this earlier, but, like, I was imagining today what it would be like to see MJF actually go to WWE. I think while we were watching that Raw is yeah. when I was thinking about this. And I got so sad. Oh, yeah. Because I could not imagine watching MJF try to work in that environment. It would be Cody Rhodes <laughs> doing that promo where he's not in a normal mood. You know what Right, I mean? exactly. It would like, just be like, there'd be some passion yeah, but you know that there's nothing of substance, right? And they would they would probably change his gimmick. They would yeah. probably like make him do something else. Well, they might uh, they might let him be MJF, but he would be a neutered version of MJF, and he certainly wouldn't be able to do the type of stuff. I they'd mean, call you- him Max and tell him not to wear the scarf anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, Max Freed. <laughs> yeah, they'd call him like Max. Freed oh yeah, or they something. wouldn't let him wear the scarf. That's that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah. I mean you know, I mean, every once in a while, somebody is able to, like, do their thing. But at this, but MJF's thing is so tied to, like, promos and talking and his, mm-hmm. like, character. Yeah. And I just don't see that being the same in WWE. And also having stories. Like, he yeah, has stories. Like, he has genuine rivalries that have payoffs that, like, are justified. And, and in WWE, he wouldn't have that. They would just be having, like, 
random almost matches. like squash him you know like or I, even I if really he beats almost omasa would just like there wouldn't be anything like next it would just be random whenever i watch like matches on raw i'm just like i don't care i mean there's just like nothing to them even when they're good you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. it's, it's not a you know uh i'm not talking about the, the roster not being talented i mean wwe has one of the most talented yeah. amazing rosters of of athletes mm-hmm. ever assembled but it's just if there's there's just a lot of times it just feels like they're going through the motions of a match and it's just yeah there's no spark even if you see a match that's like a little sloppier but there's a lot of passion it's more enjoyable mm-hmm. and they're like trying stuff um and i just don't i i just i don't know wwe is best for if you're a child i think mm-hmm. but even kids are smarter like <laughs> even like children's cartoons have simple stories that play out yeah and wwe doesn't often well, John, have that let the story play out there's not let it play out there's not this is what everybody likes story. to say let it play out i'm sorry well, that i even suggested that we do that with this because there is no story to play out i think for some fun we should go to gossip corner called oh shoot oh shoot it's an oh shoot brother um, first I saw a story, um, that's <laughs> somebody tweeted. It was the person who said had the Dana Brooke, give Dana Brooke a chance sign. Yeah. Yeah. And they had that sign confiscated. WWE, WWE confiscated. He it. doesn't like the audience having opinions. No. It's just also, this is what I meant when I said, like when I was talking about Seth Rollins, where he did that interview where he was just like, you know, you can't hide, you know, in, in WWE, like wrestling, you, you know, you gotta be, mm-hmm. the audience is going to let you know. And it's like, he's correct about wrestling and mm-hmm. about like comedy and stuff. Any yeah. live performance like that. Yes. You sort of live or die by the audience reaction. You have to adjust because mm-hmm. the audience is right there. They're going to, you know, let you know if they like it or not, or yeah. if you're holding their attention or whatever. But WWE is different. You don't have to actually be getting a good reaction. You don't have to even be getting the correct reaction or any reaction. If they want to push you or they want that they just want to control whatever narrative is happening Mm -hmm. so and that doesn't mean they're controlling like an actual narrative story it just means that they're controlling everything because as we've established Vince McMahon loves control and so they're not going to let something like that because they don't want to they don't even want people to think about somebody if they're not on the screen yeah (laughs) you know um and then Bailey so Bailey was apparently so uh, all right I've seen this coming for a while folks if you if you're a listener watcher of the podcast you know that I've had my very big concerns about the fate of Bailey. So Bailey, uh, among the rewrites, there were supposed to be a couple of like women's triple threat matches to then determine two people who are going to fight next week, I think on raw to challenge mm-hmm. to then earn a title shot against Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. So instead they scrapped that and they inexplicably had a number one contenders match for the women's tag team titles, which was damage control Io Sky and Dakota Kai, who were the former champions, so that mm-hmm. makes some sense, right? Versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez, who, uh, or she, sorry, she's Raquel Rodriguez now, mm-hmm. um, and they had that. Then they were the other team in the number one contenders match. What's funny about that is they were just the night before in that Fatal Four Way Women's Tag Team Showcase match, uh, and they lost. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even the winners of that match. <laughs> So it made zero sense that they were even doing this match. And then they won and beat Damage Control. Bailey was apparently supposed to be with Damage Control, was reportedly removed from that situation. So she wasn't out there. They did not mention her on commentary at all. Damage Control lost soundly. Um, and she tweeted, bye. Yeah. She tweeted, every good love story comes to an end. Or even the roman- most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. And didn't hasn't I don't think she's I don't know if she's tweeted anything since, but like uh it sounds a little bit like she might be on her way out. I mean I hope so because I don't want her to stay there. Like I, 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 I want mean, I like I yeah, I mean I guess it's a good time to leave because it's like right after WrestleMania, so it's not like we're going right into WrestleMania where she's gonna have to be home like watching people on T V or whatever. I mean but I always just think of it's gonna suck if she can't work for you know however long. Oh, if they put if they do like a non-disclosure or non-disclosure, or no, non-compete. Sorry. Yeah, I mean she might also have to sign a non-compete. But yeah. yeah, non-compete. I think there was some talk that they were trying to make that not legal uh, to have the. Um, but we'll see yeah, if anything ever I mean, happens with that. As Vince we McMahon's saw, with, as we saw with Mercedes, I think that like you know that's gonna be the situation she's in. Yeah, where she where can't. She has to wait till like January to. I mean, maybe do yeah. anything. I just always think of like Renly Baratheon. Uh, leaving King's Landing uh, and him going to Ned Stark. Maybe this was only in the book. I can't remember if it was in the show. But he was just like, 
because Cersei was like, Robert was going to die. Mm-hmm. And Cersei was like, clearly going to be in charge. Oh, yeah. And Renly was like, hey, uh, Ned, we should go. Mm-hmm. Like, we should leave now. Right. And then Ned's like, no, no, no I'm going to I'm going to take care. Of, I'm going to figure it out. I think because Ned was like too good. Yeah. Yeah. And he like was too optimistic about it. And his daughter and was engaged. His to daughter was boy. engaged. He couldn't leave his daughter. He couldn't leave her. Yeah. That's true. But he but I mean, he could have taken them. You know what I mean? Like. But he was just like too honorable mm-hmm. uh, and too optimistic that he could like. He trusted do the system. He, he trusted, trusted yes. the system. And so it does feel a lot like that. It's like, hey, we should go. Like mm-hmm. we should get out of here now. And so Bailey's still there, and I just w- hope that she can get out of it. I mean, you know, if she stays, she's just gonna probably be there doing whatever, mm-hmm. and it could be fine. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Mustafa Ali's there, and he does stuff. He's on TV. He yeah. gets a paycheck. But I mean, she's you know. so talented, and she I know. she's not even close to like retirement age yet so it's like i don't i hate to see people lose years of their career to this kind of stupid crap you know like it's like she's so good and so fun to watch she's uh, like an underrated uh horsewoman too nxt yeah she's like i mean she's just as good as any of those ladies yeah and she's so and she's almost more well-rounded i mean she's like other than maybe becky she's like She's reinvented herself. Yes, yep. She's like tried to start a whole faction. Like she's got ideas, like and passion for it. She's like a Chris Jericho. Is like yeah, her, her, really. She really is, and that's like all kind of what her current character is too. Mm-hmm. Ding dong, hello, idiots. I mean, that's like a classic Chris Jericho type of. Yeah, thing. that's what I mean. She's like she's not afraid to look dumb. Too. She's creative in yeah. ways that not every wrestler is. Like you know. Not ev- not everybody you get to see trying different things like that on their own. You know, and I just, I mean, well, maybe if she does leave and she can link back up with Mercedes, because there's, like, rumors that Mercedes' contract is up, like, at the end of this month. Yeah. And I'm like, please, God, don't go back to WWE. You no, just got out. Know. You just started this new thing. So maybe if she were to, like, link back up with Mercedes, they could support each other to, like, stay out. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, like, I can understand 100% why Becky Lynch does not need to leave WWE. Oh yeah. I can understand a thousand percent why Charlotte Flair does not need to leave WWE. I mean, she is, has, she's Roman Reigns essentially. Mm So, um, but Bailey, I think would benefit from it. I feel bad for EO because I really wanted EO to do stuff. And I like Dakota Kai a lot too, but EO is not going to do. Vince is also probably going to release a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a lot of the people that Triple H resigned are probably going to get released. In addition to office workers probably losing their jobs from this merger. A bunch of people are going to get laid off. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. It's going to be a bummer. Um, So what's this injuries thing you wrote on here? Oh, so it's just that like, so at AEW, sorry, at the ROH pay-per-view, Dante Martin, unfortunately, like seemingly broke his leg. It was like he came off of a Canadian destroyer through some tables and landed on his foot and it twisted like back around or his leg broke. It was hard to tell. Um, But it looked like a pretty gruesome injury. Uh, But, you know, those injuries happen. It seems like right now Pentagon was tweeting some stuff about like, oh, thank God. Like, uh, you know, so that it sounded like he was saying, he was like, hope to see you back so soon. I'm sure Penta feels bad about it, even though it wasn't like explicitly Penta's fault. You know, it just Mm -hmm. was like an accident. You know what I mean? It's an injury that happened. It happens. Um, But it sounded like the way Penta was tweeting about it, it sounded like Dante got some good news about the recovery. He's very young which should hopefully help the recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, a lot of people were using this as a way to, like, troll AEW and Tony Khan and ROH and be mm-hmm. like, you can't keep letting them do this crazy stuff, and it's bad, you know, botching the product. And then we're watching WrestleMania, and Shane McMahon goes out there. <laughs> He's 30 years older than Dante Martin. but I forgot but about the he, Shane spot. Shane leapfrogs over over Miz, and, it, and he landed, and he, like, collapses, and then he tries to stand up again, and he falls again, and he can't stand up. And I was like, he definitely tore his quad because quad tears that I that I have seen yeah. in uh, wrestling, it looks to the outsider mm-hmm. like nothing has happened. Like you don't, it's not like somebody's knee bends weird or Which like. Which one but is the quad? Was, Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I think it's in your. Uh, I think it's neither of us know where a quad I'm is. I'm not Look a wrestler or an athlete. Okay, I can never caught us. a ball in my life. So, uh, but it's in your leg. <laughs> Um, but so it's, it looks to the naked eye, like mm-hmm. nothing has happened really, yeah, yeah. but they can't stand up. Right. So it happened to triple H. I mean, triple H was, it's cr- incredible truly that he was able to like finish a match, two yeah. matches, I think, um, with torn quads. That's why you got to do yoga. You yeah, got to keep your flexibility. Don't take a bunch of like, if your muscles aren't flexible. They'll rip. Yeah. And don't like do a bunch of steroids and stuff that make your muscles grow. Uh, and not with your like ligaments and stuff so it's oh, like oh yeah that'll do um, it too. but anyway but uh, that but and Shane's also was 
you know, he's in his fifties. I mean, it's your body does. Yeah. It's harder sometimes, you know, and so he leapfrogs. Tears you got to stretch before you leapfrog yep. kids. This is what and, I'm trying to say. And Finn Balor, that didn't, it wasn't to the same degree, but he got hit with a ladder. They had to stop that. Oh, held I so saw much a temporarily. photo. Did you see the photo yeah, he posted? The, the oh, it was so grotesque. Just, yeah, oh. Because the ladder accidentally, he blocked the ladder for the most part, but like one of the, the, the rungs or whatever, like hit yeah, him right yeah. in the head. And so he got busted open. And I mean, he ended up finishing the match. It wasn't like a. Huge, huge injury, but it was, well, it was a, a huge, huge gash. Cut. Yeah, it was a huge. It was gash. a huge cut, and they had to. St- and so I'm just like, man, this is like such a double standard because I don't know that people were like WWE so dangerous and can't be letting them do this. Cr-. I mean, some people probably were saying something like that, but it just just goes to show that injuries can just happen. Yeah, and they will happen, and it's unfortunate that they will happen. It was really funny that Shane tore his quad, but I feel bad for him. I don't want him to be hurt. I like Shane. I was giving him a lot of crap for being there. I don't think he needed to be there. Uh, it's also funny that he came back as the babyface after his feud with Miz, which he won, where he was a despicable heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. It's just. I mean, I was think it was like their last night as a family business. That's yeah, I think I understand why there. Shane wanted to be there. I don't yeah. dislike Shane, and I don't want him to be hurt. Yeah. I just it was well good crazy. Uh, sorry, the the cops don't believe you. You're under arrest for. I didn't tear his quad. <laughs> torn quad. I didn't. I didn't tear his oh. quad. He tore it himself. All right, let's move on to the awards. Awards season. Do, 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 awards do, do. season today. Getting, yeah. Um, we'll work on the last word. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. So my pick. I think we have the same pick here for promo yeah, of the week. We had the same pick that I picked first. I was gonna maybe say something else, but I was like, I saw yours there, and I was like, I agree, and I don't think we should. <laughs> I'm not just gonna pick another so, one. So okay, to let's like, say what the the award is. It's promo of the week. Promo of the week. Promo of the week. This is the promo that we're most excited to talk about because it was the most fun or interesting to us. Can I do um, the honorable mention real quick? Yeah. The honorable mention was, uh, it wasn't really a promo, so I didn't feel comfortable with it, but it was Eddie Kingston at the end of the ROH pay-per-view <laughs> just cursing before they went off the air because he could, like, shit, mother effer, I don't yeah. care. You shit, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, fuck shit, motherfucker. I don't care. So it was uh, very fun. Anyway. Yeah, that was fun. So the real um, promo. So the segment. promo that we liked the most was Charles Mason and Yoshihiko. Yeah, so Charles Mason's like uh, from House of Glory and now a lot of GCW, and he's like a basically he, an American psycho. Yeah, he's a he's a basically a super rich guy who loves to do murders. Yeah, and he he's like a murder pervert. He crashed guy. a couple GCW shows this past weekend. One of which he cu- he crashed Effie's Big Gay Brunch, which was a really uh, crazy match too. Um, but my favorite promo of his was he came out during um, Joey Janela's spring break, mm-hmm. and he, it was to interrupt Yoshihiko's promo that they were cutting. Um, it was intent. It was it was getting a lot of heat from the crowd, like a lot of reactions from the crowd. People were cheering. It was, Yoshihiko was very over. Just just um, for some clarification, Yoshihiko is. A wrestler from Japan. A wrestler from Japan. That's right. That's true. Who holds Yoshi. the... A very flexible wrestler from Japan. A, t- a title holder He's from Japan. Currently, they are currently the DDT Pro Wrestling... Um, Iron uh, Man. Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Champion. Yeah. So, that's who Yoshihiko Yoshi is. Yoshihiko. Uh, Yoshi, 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 Yoshi. There was a lot. You were really... You had a lot of... Uh, you had a lot, lot of mispronunciations. Joey right. Canella, I think he called All him. All right. It's just funny because his name is alliterative. I anyway, know, but, anyway, but there's a lot. Go. There's a sometimes I'm trying to get a lot of information out, and my mouth doesn't work so good. I know, and for some reason we think that's fun to make fun of me. I um, did. Anyway, so Charles Mason comes out and tells everybody that Yoshihiko is just a stupid doll. Yeah, which is despicable to say. It's a horrible thing to say. Um, and then tries to slice Yoshihiko's throat with a knife. Yeah, Charles Mason was gonna slit Yoshihiko's throat. And then uh, uh, Jimmy Lloyd oh, yeah. comes out to, to save Yoshihiko. Jimmy Lloyd helps Yoshihiko deliver their promos by holding Yoshihiko up and moving their arm for him. Yeah, Yoshihiko, it's fun. I think it's like an exercise. You yeah. know, keep the muscles loose so <laughs> you don't tear your quad. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Jimmy Lloyd was trying to help Yoshihiko. And then Charles Mason like has got Jimmy Lloyd. And he's going to make him watch Yoshihiko get destroyed or you know murdered, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so... His uh, who Charles Mason's um, muscle. His muscle. Yes, I don't remember this guy's name. Oh God, sorry. I don't either. I'm so sorry. We'll add I'll it in later. One day I'll know it, and I'll criticize somebody else for forgetting. <laughs> uh, and so, 
uh, he's got Yoshihiko up on the shoulder, and then Charles Mason is like, "Wait, what are you doing?" And yeah. then Yoshihiko German suplexes this guy, yeah, and takes him out. And then Charles Mason is terrified of Yoshihiko and then runs away. But yeah. it's very—you should watch it. It's Maybe on I'll Play cut Plus. it in. I for one am tired of this. I'm fucking sick and tired of these games with this fucking goal. And I'm gonna end it once and for all. Hold on, what, what does Mason have in mind here? No, going into his pocket and grabbing a knife, no. come on! No, this is taking things too gonna far! Commit murder on this is taking things too far! And Pero! Oh. Fuck are you? Who just do you think you are? Putting your hands on me! Huh? 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 What the fuck? No! Fuck! Jimmy Lloyd! His fast Jimmy fucking Lloyd! Lloyd's nose has been busted People open. like you are what's wrong with wrestling! What's wrong with this fucking company? Just like every single one of you! I'm, I'm gonna make you watch, Jimmy! I'm gonna make you pick her up. Paro, pick her up. Pick her up. Watch, 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 watch. No. It's all fun and games. Watch her, watch her. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yoshihiko's starting to fight back. What are you doing? Paro. Yoshihiko with the waist lock up, Paro. Stop it, stop it. Stop playing with me! Stop playing! Stop! German suplex on the big man! What strength shown by Yoshihiko! Taking down Pero! And fear now on the face of Mason! Terrified out of the ring by Yoshihiko! Yeah, it's. I mean, you should definitely watch it because it's really, it's a fun, it's a great promo. And Charles Mason was great at finding. I don't know if he like booked this, but at the very least, his performance in oh, both of these shows, performance. he sold beautifully. And it just was like each show, Effie's Big Gay Brunch and Joey Janela's Spring Break with Yoshihiko, the perfect way to be the biggest heel on the show mm-hmm. you know it was just and it, it was so tailored to each one spoil trying to spoil everybody's fun yes i was like what he was doing and in in like walking in calling us all idiots calling us all nerds yeah. calling us all poor yes. whatever and, and then like trying to spoil the fun and then having the fun spoil him and it was yes <laughs> exactly and it was yoshihigo does uh get their vengeance and scared him out of the ring that's right Never to be seen again. I he was really back. scared. He'll of be in the six way scramble. Even he even carried through. He carried it through to to Twitter. He retweeted a photo of Yoshihiko Charles Mason did with a with a fright frightened face emoji face. <laughs> like he quote tweeted it with a little emoji. He's they're gonna have like that match someday and it's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, so we move on to the next award. I guess the, the final award. award. Match of the week. Match of the. week. I picked Rhea and Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I watched a lot of wrestling this weekend, mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of great matches. I saw some really good matches on Effie's Big Gay Brunch, a really great match, uh, a few really great matches on the Tokyo Joshi show. Um, but, I mean, Rhea and Charlotte, I think I just was really excited for it because I'd been waiting for it for so long, mm-hmm. and it delivered. In like, over-delivered. It, like, yeah, they did, it, they did it more than they had to do. I got the feeling because they were maybe a little bit angry that they weren't like either the first or headlining match. You I, know? Mean, I mean, I think like they actually did <laughs> a, a great service by not putting it last because I think the crowd would have been tired had the yeah, tag no, title match I, gone that, on first. Yeah. And I also think it would have been a slight possibility that they would have turned on. Yeah, no, I'm way. not questioning the yeah. booking. I'm not questioning that. I'm yeah. just saying like it felt like they were. And trying this was to like a surprise. Yeah, how good yeah. That was that, I mean, we knew but it would yeah, be. Yeah, like, like I know, I know all the reasons yeah. that they booked it the way they did. Sorry, I just no, it's okay. I apologize. I'm just trying to yeah. say why I liked the match. I'm sorry, and you interrupted me I'm sorry. to defend WWE like you're always doing. He's always going to def- do something. <laughs> Someday a little something you're will happen. You're always so defensive of WWE. Um, no, it's okay. I just. I really liked it, and I felt it felt like it felt like they were 
it like it just it, there was an anger to it that felt like they were trying to prove something and they did like they they wanted to prove something and they did is I what think, it felt like yeah and i was happy for them and really happy for ria um i was a little upset that like judgment day wasn't out there with her or yeah. like even towards the end or something like that or walking out with her or anything like i thought her entrance was a big letdown because i was expecting like a big a little bit more pageantry it's oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, and she's like the it's big It's WrestleMania star. and it's a title match. You also know, it's like the only there is no bigger deal than this. Yeah. And, and and they just had them do like normal entrances. And I was and like. And it was the last belt in WWE she hadn't held. Yeah. She's the only person who's ever held the Raw, SmackDown, yeah. NXT, and NXT UK so women's I was, titles. I was kind of bummed about that. But otherwise, I thought it was a great match and she proved that she deserves to be a star. Absolutely. And it's funny that they didn't give her a big entrance because the, literally the only story was that she wanted to be a star. Yeah. So it's funny that she would forego an oh, entrance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing about it. It was like, you know, like I, uh, I loved the match for it being such a great encapsulation of the way I feel about the WWE women's division, which is that I love the talent. They're all so good at what they do and they can deliver these like absolutely gobstopping performances <laughs> like gobstoppers um, like these freaking like jaw on the floor th- like performances but because WWE doesn't like know what to do with them or care they have to like make up that there's a story going on yeah. and they kept having the commentators kept having to be like Rhea wants to be Rhea wants to be the biggest star but she has to go through Charlotte. And it's like that wanting to be a star doesn't make any sense for Rhea Ripley's character. No. And n- at no point did she say that until like, you know, probably a week before the match. They, when they stumbled started into something like, that could have been the whole feud was yeah. that she had lost previously to Charlotte. And she mentioned she was like, everybody around here is afraid of me. Like yeah. I look in everybody's eyes and there's uh, there's fear. And you're the only one who there's no fear. And that, like, yeah. that's perfect. Just be like, I'm going to make you feel fear. You know? Yeah, and, and that's it's good. Like, that's and I thought that there was a lot more they could have done because even just, like, who they are. Like, Rhea is a person. She's from South Australia. She talks about this, you mm-hmm. know, overcoming adversity. And, like, she's not from, like, a big wrestling family like Charlotte Flair is. Yeah. And so there was a great, like, built-in narrative of, like, you know, this scrappy little nobody who's, like, clawed her way up yeah. from nowhere versus the, versus Nepo, baby. the Nepo baby who the considers queen, herself the, the queen. queen. Like, yeah. what a great story that could have been. Yeah. And I was kind of, like, watching the match going, like, this is good, this is great, but this is a ex- perfect example of how WWE makes you feel where you're watching something and you go, this is good, could have been superb. Could have been magic. Yeah. Could have been a moment. But they walked away from it. But the talent still delivers. So that's was, why I picked it. It was for kind of the opposite of, the, of the of the Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns match, which had the story, and then the result was yeah didn't pay off. Um, I had a lot of trouble with this. I will be mm-hmm. honest, because that was a potential match for me: Rhea versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I really loved. I mean, there were many on the ROH pay per view that I loved, but the Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli was. A fantastic match. I almost said that. And then the Intercontinental title match mm-hmm. from WrestleMania was great. And mm-hmm. I almost picked that as well. But the one that I ultimately went with, because it just, for all the factors, it just, I could I had to go with the tag title match from WrestleMania night one, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos, because it just actually did pay off a lot of great things. I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're two of my favorite wrestlers anywhere. I've been following their careers for a long time. Well, I've been following Kevin Owens' career for a long time. And, you know, Sami Zayn is a student, a pupil, I I believe, of El Generico, who's very important to me. So it's just really meaningful to me to watch that. It just, like, was a great match, but also was, like, a great story and moment. And that Mm -hmm. was, like, probably the thing that a lot of people remember from that WrestleMania. And I just kind of had to... To go with that, especially because we didn't get that ending uh, on really anything else. Because even in yeah. ROH, there was it, we didn't get the ending we wanted. Even though Eddie Kingston's gimmick is that he has to like never quite get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, uh, yeah, I, I I could talk about that pay per view more, but I won't. But do you hear, yeah, so do you want to something funny? Uh, a friend from work who doesn't watch wrestling watched that match. Uh, watched a few WrestleMania matches on mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, and uh, he watched that exact match: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos and. Uh, he described it to me as the brothers versus the two scraggly guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that one. I know exactly what match you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Sami Zayn used to be real, like, 
you know, I know. Cut. I was telling you this. I miss his look. I think he might bring it back at some point. Because he's been like him and I like I like him and Kevin Owens just fine. But, you know, their look is very like just woke up like, hey, yeah. I just woke up and rolled out of bed and threw on a T-shirt and some athletic shorts. And here I am. Kevin Owens <laughs> has had that look for at least 10 years. He has never like yeah. he used to wear a singlet. He still does wear a singlet under his shirt. Yeah. And, shorts. and I get it. But, but it kind of yeah. bums me out because it's like you can do anything. You can yeah. do anything. I mean, literally nothing matters here. Put on a silly hat. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, but um, I mean. Uh, All right, should we do nerd fantasy booking? Mm. Nerd fantasy booking. <laughs> Sorry to the nerds. Um, so my pick for nerd fantasy booking is I would like for Bailey to fight Tony Storm. Uh, do you want to hear my Bailey uh, non WWE copyrighted uh, name pitch? Yeah. So her name used to be, I believe, Davina Rose Ooh. in the Indies. So now it should be Davina Ding Dong. <laughs> I bet, Dong. I bet Ding Dong is. Co- I, I, know, I bet I they know. have that. I mean, she I'm could easily just be. They have that. B a i l e y. That would be. be very funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, she could do that. I don't think they could. Yeah. I just, but. I think it'd be really funny if she did show up, like, to try and take over the Outcasts or something. Either yeah. to take over the Outcasts. Or to defend, you know, the AEW girls from them, depending on if she wants to be a face or a heel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think yeah. she could do either one. But yeah. I think that would be a great match. I think it would be super fun to get her into AEW because I think she's perfect for AEW because she's got some silliness to her. Oh, yeah. She like, would I think crush. she should, like, actually, okay, updating my nerd And fantasy. she's a great wrestler and she's, yeah. Here's my nerd fantasy booking updated, okay? Just updated. D- this it. just in. This just in. Bailey comes into AEW, fights Tony Storm and Ruby Soho and uh, Soraya and takes over the outcasts, like owns them. And then she finally has her fucking faction. And she's the and she's the Chris Jericho of AEW for the women. The Bailey appreciate the, yeah. uh, the ding dong appreciation society. <laughs> I mean, she is That's basically. Great. I would be so I would never stop smiling. Oh. I would be smiling all week if that happened. I I'd would be like, love it. Bailey got her faction. She finally did it. She's got her. Isn't faction. it great, too, that her dream wasn't to like be champion? I mean, it was. But like a thing was just like, I want to have a faction to elevate. Women's yeah. wrestling isn't that great? Yeah. That's why she would do well in AEW because she's got ideas, like mm-hmm. we said. Exactly, she's got ideas. She's got things she wants to do. She, she just needs someone who's willing to respect her and isn't so petty about her friendship with Mercedes um, that they'll let her do it. Yeah, exactly. Tony. Tony. I'm sure Tony's very willing I know, to make it Tony, happen. Tony, I normally like say don't hire any more people because you got to work with the ones you have, women, but you I can think. hire more women. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Especially that's if Bailey's going to have a faction, because that means other there's lots. That means there's lots of storylines for lots of people because yeah. the faction, as we see with the Jericho Appreciation Society, can split up and be in all these different yeah. like and things. And Saray is not going to wrestle all the time. Right. She's like uh, she's sort of like a Brock Lesnar situation. I think she's only going to wrestle yeah. sometimes. So I think it'd be nice to just have a gaggle of gals. Yeah, and that uh, another reason to make women's tag team titles in AEW. There you go. There you go. Um, and you know who could win those tag team titles? Um, money. Money. Because guess what? Her tag partner is no longer on her contract. Nope, that's right. And New Japan. So they could show up and have they could have a women's tag tournament. That would be great. And they could have girls from the Indies. They could have Mercedes. They could have all the Joshis could come back. They could have the Joshi. They could have the Joshis come back. The Joshis left. I know. I'm sorry. The Joshis went back to Japan. I was really sad about it when I I saw the photos of them at the airport being like, bye, because I love the Joshis. I know. We should get you a Wrestling Universe subscription so you can have access to Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah. I think that'd be good for me. Yeah. I was thinking we should go to Japan so I could see the Joshis. I would love to go. Didn't we say I we should live in Japan for like a couple months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, last night we were like, what if we moved to Japan and just got one of those apartments where everything like folds, folds away and yeah. is super clean and we get like one cat that's like so cute. It's like, how yeah. is this cat alive? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I picture life in Japan, that's what I picture. Like a really clean apartment where everything is like, like, really technologically advanced and like folds and yeah. is organized and then you have a cat that's just like so cute it makes you sick yeah yeah <laughs> like, like God. i'm sure um, <laughs> i'm sure there's downsides like uh, we don't speak japanese we don't speak japanese so that would be a hurdle but um, uh it would, be, it would be a major hurdle uh i don't know if we can do our jobs on opposite time zones 
Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't be able to. We'd live like vampires. We literally have to stay up all night because it's literally the opposite. It's like eleven. Our neighbors hours. would all think we were would think we were just vampires. They'd be like, "Did you see that couple that moved in down the hall? They're only awake at night, and they hiss at us." I want to <laughs> see Japanese. What we do in the shadows. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be, you know how they did like the office in every region yeah, or whatever? I would, that. S- I would love to see what we do in the shadows in different countries because yeah. they all have different superstitions and different like. That's kind of maybe what my nerd fantasy booking. I had another one, <laughs> that's, but that's that's my non-wrestling one. Uh, mm. But my, my nerd fantasy booking, I, I want, I wrote this as hires, but I want MJF to bring in Charles Mason to kill someone. I oh, want yeah. that to be the story. I don't want anybody to actually die. I just want him the story to be like, they should be friends, right? They know each other because they're both rich guys from New York. Yeah, they should you know? be. Or, yeah, yeah, they should be because they are both rich guys from New York. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot of sense. And MJF, I could see him like being like, hey, if you want to kill this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's he's terrible. He already, yeah. like, almost killed that girl, right? Then mm-hmm. he admit to attempted vehicular manslaughter. And I feel like they just have, like, a promo video of, like, MJF and Charles Mason, like, on a golf course or something. Yeah, like in beautiful a, Long Island. Or, like, on a boat, you know, doing yeah. some rich guy stuff. Um, Yeah, that'd be good. I like MJF's that. MJF's like, hey, what happened to that girl that was here? And, yeah. and Charles Mason's like, I don't know. Also, and MJF's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Also, Screw Charles it. Mason's music is so good. I've gotten really into Charles Mason okay. lately because I've seen I him. worry about that, but uh. well, <laughs> no, because he like it just the music gets stuck in my head a lot, and not a lot of wrestling music does that. There's only a few songs that get stuck in my head. Yeah, one is the Charles Mason song. One is Bianca Belair's song. You like the ones about money? Um, well, Bianca money. Belair's isn't. No, about I know, money. I know. I thought of the um, Also, Naomi's song gets stuck in my. I'm amazing. I think it's also because I can't really sing it, yeah. so it's like one of those songs that like you have to listen to because you're like, oh, it's stuck in my head, but I can't yeah. sing it. Anyway, sorry. Bianca's is very good. It's just like I'm on my own, and it's <laughs> you know, it's just like she and you she can't does help this. It ba- you bounce like she, her. She was telling a story about the hands because mm-hmm. she comes out and does these hands, and uh, I watched an interview where she was talking about how she started doing that because. They started playing the music and she just didn't know what else to do. Oh yeah! So she just started going like this, and I was like, and it worked. But yeah, there's that's great. There's a lot of stuff. I guess we can wrap it. Yeah.